You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, clones, let me start this week by asking you a question. What do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? I'll tell you what you don't want. Bars, sugary snacks, energy drinks. No, you know what you want? You want beef, pure and simple. So where is the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. Not shriveled, not dry, not tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and tasty. It's not tough. So why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein, and it comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go. So make sure you look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality that you are purchasing. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, just ask for it by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper. What's your beef? Mate, it's got to be some sort of a trophy that comes with it. I've got a trophy <laughs> case. I don't think I'm going to be adding in anything to it except maybe one of these, mate. Is, is it, I guess, some sort of a little silver donga or is it a little uh, podcast jingle berry thing or something? Cracking. Welcome to episode 151 of the Jim Rome Podcast. I am pumped that you're here, and I know you will be as well, because this week, my guest is an all-time jungle legend, a 10-time winner on tour, a two-time player's champion, and the winner of the 1995 PGA Championship. Of course, I'm talking about Steve Elkington. Elk is back in his usual spot at a very unusual time. Now, this might be his third Masters preview pod, but this is the first time we've done it in November. It might be seven months late, but it is worth every bit of the wait. I could lay out why Elk is iconic all day long, but most of you already know. And if you don't, you're about to find out. So let's get this thing started. Let's put a peg in the ground, pull the bazooka stick out of the bag, and absolutely grip it and rip it. Episode 151 of the Jim Rohn Podcast with Steve Elkington starts right now. All right, first things first, let me acknowledge right off the top, the Masters is a tradition unlike any other, and so is the Jim Rome Masters Preview Podcast with Steve Elkington. Elk, welcome back to your usual spot, mate. How you feeling? Mate, Jimmy, here we are. We are late into November to do our Masters show, but nonetheless, we're going to do it one more time, mate. Listen, we are doing it late. Now, I want to say this. You are now officially, Elk, the first ever three-time podcast guest. Now, I know you won the PGA in 95. I know that you won multiple times on tour. But when you consider everything you've accomplished in this sport, where would you rank being the first ever three-time podcast guest in terms of your career accomplishments? Mate, it's got to be some sort of a trophy that comes with it. I've got a trophy <laughs> case. I don't think I'm going to be adding in anything to it except maybe one of these, mate. Is, is it, I guess some sort of a little uh, – what, 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 who knows what the trophy – could it be a little 
silver donga or is a little uh, podcast dingleberry thing or something? Can we, uh, can we put three of them up there? Yeah, all of the above, I think. I, I like the silver donga or the podcast dingleberry. I'll, I'll get something done. I will get something done because you've earned it. You know, also on top of that, Elk, I want to get to this a little bit later on, but I want to give the clones a little something to think about. You've also given them a way to get down through your secret golf app, which I will get to in a little bit. I promise, clones, I will dial you in. But, Elk, like you said, in terms of the Masters, we have never seen anything quite like this before. We are starting late. How do you think the Masters is going to look and feel in November in the midst of a global pandemic? Well, it's going to be, you know, very different, of course. You know, there's no crowds there this year. You know, um, we've all, you know, one of the great things about the Masters, Jim, is every player that goes to Augusta that is playing, every fan that goes to watch it, every person like you and me that are sitting home watching it this week, we all know what every player has to do essentially on every hole. And the question always becomes, can they get across the creek at Ray's Creek? Can they get it round the corner at 13? Can they hit the green at 16? All these things, we know what's going to happen. And we, when we handicap golf and we start to look at it and we break it down, it always comes down to a handful of guys. This is the easiest tournament to handicap because, mate, there's only a dozen guys, and there's probably less this week because we've got this animal up top that is so far in everyone's head, mate, they can't even walk around the property without looking to see where Bryson is on the, on the spot. All right, I can't wait to ask you about that, Elk. Let me first ask you this, though. Have you ever played Augusta National this time of year? And if so, what was it like? Mate, I was there on this actual week last November, and it was very cold. I, uh, it's pretty funny. I was up there with a group. I, it doesn't matter who my member was, but it was it was cold. It is not going to be cold this week. It was sort of, uh, well, it was in its twenties. Twenty. We had a three-hour rain delay. Or sorry, a three-hour frost delay one morning. And mate, when you go to Augusta, I had a nice group there. We had our member that's a friend of mine for a long time. We stayed in one of the cottages. I think this story is worth telling, by the way. Please. I was staying in one of the cottages right next to the pro shop, which is just, you know, right near the big tree where all the action is and so on and so forth. We got a three-hour uh, frost delay. So here we were, mate, standing around, you know, not allowed to get on the grass because when, when it's frosty, you can snap the grass off under your feet. Uh, my, we're in the cottage. A couple of our guests are in the, in the bedrooms. And next thing you know, my... My member friend says, let's start it. Let's, let's let it go. So he says, I've got it. I said, well, you got the flu open? He goes, oh, yeah, we, we're ready. He's, my friend smokes cigars, goes down on one knee, lights this thing. Mate, it's all, it's all made up for you. You know, the matches, the whole show is ready to go. <laughs> Boom, up she goes. And, mate, within two minutes, we realized there's been a huge error. Mate, <laughs> the flu clearly wasn't open. It's too late. Um, my my member i'm not going in under the member to try to put my hand into a raging fire to open the flu but before we know it mate we are blacked out with smoke mate it is unreal we walk out of the deal and here we are right at augusta and it looks like fucking johnny choo-choo's just we look like we've burnt down the clubhouse and mate Holy this, shit. This, it's going off and all of a sudden, the sprinklers come on in the room. Can you imagine Dude. how embarrassing it is? The cottage at Augusta and the sprinklers are on in the in the in the, the fucking in the elk. Keep going, and, man. This I, I'm 
for all the stories you've told, Elk, this is amazing. I mean, this is not, I'm not saying this is on you or this is your fault, but this is not a good look. So then what not happened? Not a good look, mate. And then before you know it, in Augusta, true fashion, here comes fucking Home Depot crew. There's sprinkler turnoff guy. There is roof, rip roof out of the condo guy. There is take windows out of the holster guy. Take doors off. And before you know it, mate, there's eight guys in there. The whole thing's under control. And they look at us and they go, gentlemen, we would feel a lot better if you would move to a new cottage. We'll have everything moved. Please go to the clubhouse now and enjoy a sandwich. Oh, man. It was the most amazing turn of events you've ever seen in your life. Incredible. Like, did you, and Elk, I know you, not that you're looking to run anybody under any bus, but did you go, yeah, it was that member guy that tried to burn that cottage to the fuck up. <laughs> Mate, you don't, you don't reference anything like that, Augusta. Right. Uh, you just move forward, if you know what I mean. Amazing. Um, I, should I let her out? Yeah, by all means. Let me do it. Hold, By all hold, means. Hold Come on, Benny. That's fine. Come on, Benny. I always like when a dog gets involved in the podcast, especially Elk's dog, especially after Elk gets done telling us about how he and the anonymous member, no names mentioned, nearly bur- burned the cottage to the ground and how a Home Depot guy came in, actually eight Home Depot guys, and actually ushered them into a new cottage. We'd be very happy, very pleased if you would just go to a new cottage. I'm back, mate. And then, of course, the end of that story was my caddy named Possum rolls up. 45 minutes later, we're already at the new cottage, and Possum looks at me and goes, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like, Possum, mate, I am literally trying to be disappearing. I am trying to be Mr. Invisible. So get the fuck away from me, Possum, or you're not going to get the big, big hundo, hundo tip. That's it, man. That's it. Come on, Possum. All right, so, Elk, that, that's an amazing story to start us off with. That's great. I'm glad that nobody got hurt and nobody died in the fire and, and way to go and don't ever do that again. You mentioned Bryson, like the, the monster, the big cat, the, the new big cat, so to speak. How is it that he is in everybody else's heads, and how do you see this guy playing out this week? Well, it reminds me of 1997, Jim, um, when Tiger, of course, won the tournament by 12 strokes. I was in a, a very unique position in 97 you wouldn't know this but i was leading money winner coming onto the masters in 97 when tiger won by 12 i had just won doral and i just won the players championship back to back so i was kind of the guy walking into the masters and jack nicholas and arnold palmer on wednesday evening went down magnolia lane came down magnolia lane picked up tiger woods and they went out and played the back nine of augusta and three hours later when they were in the bar jack nicholas and arnold palmer that is standing together having a drink they started to talk to us players about how the kid that they just played with will win more green jackets than them two combined. And that's fucking 10. Okay. And we're like, Holy shit. What? I mean, they must know something we don't. And then of course he won by 10 and we're looking at tiger and he's hitting wedge into, into 15. He's hitting wedge into 13. I mean, he's, he's built like a rubber spring. And now here we are 23 years later, it's like these, Bryson hasn't been around. He's, uh, he's been off tour working in this fucking mysterious laboratory, getting his ball speed up to 2020. And when you take your kids, Jimmy, to the fair and you're going to put them in the fucking scary house, it's way scarier 
because they haven't been in the scary house yet. But everyone knows what ta- what Bryson did at a practice round the other day. He flew it over the bunker at two, 350-yard carry, hit eight iron into the par five. He went over the green at three with a fucking three-wood in one. He went over the bunker at eight and hit seven iron the green. He demolished 11, 13, 15. And every tour player out there is like fucking spooked, Jimmy. There's probably only about a three and we'll, that aren't spooked, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But everyone else is like, you got to be kidding me. This fucking guy has 202-mile-an-hour ball speed. I'm sitting back here at 170 ball speed, 175. He hits it 60 yards further in the air. But what makes it all worse, he's the current U.S. Open champion, and he is a fucking dynamic putter. The guy is playing mathematics with these guys. He's hitting the ball as far as he can down the fairway. He's getting wedge shots onto the green into what we call the jackpot zone. When you get inside of 20 feet, you may not get but five or six looks a day, but he's so far down there, Jim, he's able to get into the jackpot zone and then convert his conversion number. Let's say it's 25% inside of 20 feet, and he is fucking destroying these guys. They have they have so pushed back, mate. They can hardly play. It's, it's unreal to see. Same thing happened in 97, essentially. This is an amazing bit of analysis, Elk. So are we talking about it's not a question of if Bryson wins at Augusta, but rather a matter of by how much? Well, that is also a fair question. So when I handicap this this week, Jim, I'm going to give Bryson um, a birdie on each par five. So that's four, four a day. That's 16 under. I mean, after all, the longest club he might hit into any of these par fives is a seven iron. And by the way, there's other guys that can reach the green in two. But when I'm hitting a set, or he's hitting a seven iron or an eight iron into the green, he has four to five thousand more revolutions per minute on the golf ball, so he can make it stop. So that's what Tiger did. Now, let's take the 16 under. I'm going to then take one bogey away from him from the rest of the course each day. That puts him back at 12 under for the tournament total. I'm setting 12 under as a benchmark this week. Tiger won last year at 13 under. I've got Bryson at 12. Everyone else on the tour has probably got Bryson at more than 12. So how do you fucking catch him? You've got to play perfect golf, mate. You've got to be able to position your irons. You've got to be drive it good. You've got to be able to hit pin high. Of course, you know, everyone else knows that 10 feet left of a particular hole is not as good as 10 feet right on a particular hole. One of them you can't make at all. The other one you might make nine times out of 10. So... It's a, he's got so much pressure on the other players right now. They are fucking throwing up on himself, mate. So, Elk, the thing about this is, I mean, the way you lay this out, and you're an old-school guy, but you've always talked to me about the math, the math involved with the sport. And I can tell, obviously, Elk, that you've embraced the analytics and the metrics of the game and his approach, but yet he's still such a polarizing cat, right? There are people that love him. There are people that hate him. And there's really nothing in between. But that'll happen when you change the game the way that he has. The guy's won his major, and he is looking so good coming into this week. So ultimately, where do you come out? Do you have any issue with this guy or his approach to the sport? I don't have any issue currently right now. He, uh, you know, I don't know Bryson very well. He sought me out for the, at the LA Open this year because I'm a big golf machine guy. I know how he built what he built. Everybody thinks it's food, right? It's not fucking food. He's building a bigger, thicker rubber band. I mean, when you think of a, a Tiger Woods and the way he did it, you know, he, Tiger was real rubbery and springy like a, like a gymnast going across doing somersaults. They, could, they use their body in a certain way. was a real recoil 
Bryce is not like that. He's more like a hammer tosser, right? So he's building this big, giant, thick rubber band, that being himself, and he's loading the club a different way. And what does that mean? Well, the reason that he gets so big and so strong is not because fucking eating uh, is not making him hit the ball far. He's getting strong so he can support the weight of this new action that he built. Now, what does that mean? I mean, when you see Bryson, he plays with those one-length shafts. He has his arms almost straight at, at, at a dress. And then when he takes the club back, mate, he hits one or two positions on the way back that nobody on in the history of the tour has ever hit, which is both arms are still straight all the way back, all the way back. He doesn't even cock the club until one inch from the top. And that's where he gathers all this power right there, and he's got it. And now he has to unleash it. And that's where he's got, he's got to look, I don't really, you know, I'm not into his personality at all, but he's got the body built for it. Right. He's real thick. Right. He's like a, I don't know, football terms. He's real can take a lot of weight. Right. And that's when you want to, when you, when you can push so hard, when you've got big legs, big ass, shit, he's got big fucking neck. He's got it all big right now, but he's, he's, He's uh, to, to simplify it. He's loading the club much later. He's storing that power much later, and then he's getting it out. And he's making a bigger, thicker rubber band. And it is more like a hammer toss. It's not that pretty, as Jack Nicholas said. It's not as pretty as some of the some of the guys when they really use their body in a different way. But it's very effective. And of course, what's killing everyone else is he can play the wedges, mate, and he can putt. That's what won in the U.S. Open. They said they would grow the rough at the U.S. Open, would stop him. Mate, that's why he won the fucking U.S. Open, because the rough was long. He hit it 50 yards further down there. Me, I'm back 50 yards in the muff. How do I hit a five iron out of deep muff? He's hitting a fucking wedge out of the deep muff. Who's going to win that contest from 50 yards ahead? He won because of the rough. That's demoralizing. All right, so Elk, you mentioned that like almost everybody else out there is going to be puking all over themselves, and they're spooked, and they're tripping, except for maybe three guys. Who are maybe two or three guys that are not spooked by him? Well, the way I handicap it, I think that the dumbest, smartest guy out there is is Dustin Johnson, right? He doesn't DJ. DJ doesn't even give a shit if his best mate said he I'm not his best mate. Like Brooks Kepi's like, well, that's his. Okay, that's cool. So I think Dustin Johnson's not affected. Um, he played good last week. He had COVID, got over it. He played good in Houston. I think Dustin Johnson just plays his game. He's got he's got action. He's a long hitter. He uh, he won the FedEx Cup. He can get hot, as we know. He drives it good. He's got all the tools. Justin Thomas is another one. Justin Thomas is a lifer. He's coached by his dad. I don't think he gives a shit about Bryson. Justin Thomas wants a green jacket, and he's up for the battle. And I think the third one is John Rahm. Rahm plays the power fade. And one of the things about Augusta, you know, every, you know, Tiger, you know, Tiger's the greatest misinformation guy on earth. You know, he talks about working the ball right to left, right to left, right to left. And then as soon as he gets in contention, it's left to right, left to right. John Rahm's interesting because left, left rough avoidance at Augusta is very important. I mean, you can go through the course with me. Left to 10, bad, 11, bad. Left at 12 bad, left at 13, 14, 15, 16. So Ram plays the power of faith. So I feel like those three guys, they don't give a shit about Bryson. Um, I think they're fine. I think the guy like Rory, when I think of Rory McIlroy, as good as he is going for the Grand Slam, 
you know, he changed his ball this week. He went to a longer ball. Who the fuck does that? What does that he went tell to you? A longer driver. Yeah. He's chasing distance. He's already the longest driver out on tour besides Bryson. I mean, you talk about it in his head. I mean, give me a break. Finish that thought. I mean, is he one of those guys who is going to puke all over himself when he sees Bryson out there? Who's that, Rory? Rory. I think Rory, um, the, you know, no, Rory's excellent. He's one of the great players we've ever seen. However, I think I don't think he loves golf enough. I think it's a it's a tough for him. And I, don't, I say this in the kindest way, which is, is after a while, it, it just seems like he's just not up for the fight sometimes. And I, I, I don't think I'm the only guy that's ever said that. He's said that, too. So, um, but... Very odd, Jim. Would you, could you imagine Tiger changing his ball before the Masters, Jack Nicholas? Think about it, Tom Watson. Why would you change the ball for more distance? You're worried about one guy being way too far out there and you can't beat him. I bet you did not know this. Did you know that a fire department responds to a fire every 24 seconds? That said, we have teamed up with First Alert, the most trusted brand in fire safety, to help you be ready for the unexpected and to review some key safety tips. Smoking carbon monoxide alarms can help provide an early warning in the event of a home emergency. Having enough first alert smoking carbon monoxide alarms is one of the very best things that you can do for your home and your family. So what you want to do is install alarms on every single level and in every bedroom of your home. Once the alarms are installed, it's really important to maintain them by testing them with regularity. And remember, alarms do not last forever. They do have to be replaced at least every 10 years. If you can't remember the last time you replaced yours, it's time to get the unit replaced completely. Here's a great option. My favorite. First Alert's combination smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a 10-year sealed battery. As mentioned, the alarm does provide two-in-one protection against both smoke and carbon monoxide, and I don't have to worry about that battery change for a decade. Lastly, make sure you take time to discuss home safety with your family. You want to plan and you want to practice an escape route, and remember to practice it at least twice a year. For more information on fire safety products, safety tips, and educational activities that you can do at your home with your family, go to firstalert.com slash month. firstalert.com slash month. So what about the big cat? Last year at this time, well, last year before the event when you and I spoke, you called your shot. You said that he would win, and he went out, and he did. Let me ask you this. I mean, obviously this year has not been a good year for him. He hasn't played very much. When he has played, he's looked like crap. How do you think that he's going to feel playing that course in November when temperatures do drop? Well, I think he's going to get a break on the temperature, but that's probably the only break he's going to get. This will be the worst set of circumstances that Tigers ever came down Magnolia Lane, mate. He is driving the ball terrible. He's not hitting his irons any good. I mean, I could pull up stats and fucking wow you with the, he's 200 ranked and hitting irons. I mean, everyone keeps telling me he's the greatest iron player that ever lived. Well, he's fucking 200, okay? How good is that? He's 200, and there's only 125 guys that keep their cut. <laughs> right. and, then, and then he's not putting any good, and there's no crowd. There's no smoke and mirrors. There's no, uh, there's no action for him. And, mate, the most I can push him up this list is can Cat, Cat make the cut, and can he make a, a run at the weekend? Now, here's the deal when it comes to Augusta. You saw it. I saw it at Augusta last year. Cat absolutely cut him apart on the back nine, but he did it in a different way. He didn't do the big smash move. You know, he hit it left of the pin at 12 while, you know, uh, Brooks went in the water. He played perfectly at 13. He played left of the pin at 14. He, in other words, Jim, 
he can hit the ball where he wanted to. Right now, he can't fucking hit the ball where he wants to. So he finishes up on the wrong side of everything. And, mate, I can hardly position him inside the cut. I'm sorry. Mm. He's my guy in a certain sense because my son's pulled for him for all these years. But I don't see more green. I don't see more green jackets for the cat. No, I hear you. I hear you. I think you make a really good argument. I, I certainly can't counter any of that. That's exactly how that looks and feels. Elk, you mentioned Brooks. What about Brooks Kepka? Kind of tough to get a good read on him. Like, he's battled injury, but he did have that top five last week in Houston. And unlike maybe Rory, we know Brooks, physically he may or may not be right, but we know he's up for the fight, especially for events like this. What kind of shape do you think he and his game are in right now heading into Thursday? I think Brooks is good. I think there's a little bit of issue there, slight bit of psychology going on with him and Bryson where, you know, they poked at one or one another a couple of times. And Brooks, you know, had a problem with his patella. He, uh, but I did see him on Instagram doing a squat with 650 pounds or something. So we got to say, well, yeah, fuck, the patella's good. Fuck, right. yeah, that's good. Right. Um, so honestly, Jim, I don't think Brooks can play as good as Bryson can right now, mate. And if Dustin Johnson, who just completely smoked the FedEx Cup, and he's playing good right now too, it all comes down to when you say to me, what do you think of this, which is a fair question, but then i got to put it in the context. I don't think they can beat these other guys if they're playing good, if you, if, if, if you dig what I'm saying. I dig what you're saying. I feel you. So does DJ's best beat Bryson's best this week? No chance. Bryson, Bryson's too strong, mate. He's, he takes the hard holes and he just fucking demoralizes them. He just kills them. I mean, he played in Vegas a few weeks ago. I don't know if you caught any of that, but he drove it on a par four. He hit it 395 yards down the 16th hole at Vegas. And Pat Perez, of course, the jungle favorite here, who stayed with me last week, had him on the podcast, had, on, had him on his show recently and said, how come you didn't win Vegas? I mean, Pat said to Bryce, he said, well, I fucking putted terrible. He said, but I finished fourth. So he's playing this big math game, right? He's just smashing it down there, Jim. And he hits it pretty straight. I mean, he's hitting it as right. straight as the other guys on tour. Hey, Elk, let me ask you something. Like, if could somebody else go into their own lab and kind of emulate what this guy did. I understand this guy's got a certain body type and he's a certain dude with a certain mind. But if this is working as well for him as it is, could somebody else go into their own lab and try and duplicate or replicate that? No. No. I don't think – I think this is a one-off because he's a golf machine disciple. Golf machine is a very technical – he's a mathematician at, by trade. He's able to – um, and you know, you know me. I've talked to you a lot about this. I studied the machine for ten years. I'm a real uh, my my swing standing next to Bryson uh, is is a completely different uh, circumstance here. But I still understand what he's doing. People just don't tra- change that trigger that that release point, kind of like a baseball guy or whatever. They just don't do that naturally. And the interesting thing about Bryson is is you know. He's won the national championship in college. He won the U.S. Amateur. Now he's won the U.S. Open. I mean, this guy is the reverse engineering this because we've only ever seen long drivers, Jim, that have been able to hit the ball like him. They couldn't putt. They can't fucking play. They can barely hit the fucking deal when they get 10 balls on TV for the long drive deal. They can't even get it in the fucking grid. And now we've got this guy who's a tour player that really fucking understands how to play golf and... He's just 
an animal and he's built, I think, I would say 90% of his bulk he's put on is to support what he's doing. And people say he's going to hurt himself. I don't think he's going to hurt himself. Whenever you hurt yourself in golf is when you start getting side bend and you start getting things, you know, knees going too fast, spine tilted off to one side, but Bryson stands straight up and down. I just don't, I don't think, I don't see he's getting hurt either. He's a machine, man. He's a cyborg. All right, so what, Elk, what about when Hefty went into the laboratory because he did, he did something. I don't know exactly what he did, (laughs) but Hefty went into his own version of his own laboratory. Where does that leave him? What is fucking Hefty selling us this week? I mean, you and I have talked about this so heavy. What happened to the coffee? I have my name down for the coffee, and then the coffee disappeared. (laughs) Where is the coffee? Where is the coffee? Where is the coffee in the cup? First 10,000 to get the coffee. Where's the coffee? Um, And then he he announced that he was going to play a 48-inch driver last week at the Houston tournament because, well, of course, he can't be outdone by Bryson. But Hefty went the other way. Look, mate, we've talked about this. We said that he was, you know, four chocolate eclairs from putting all the weight back on. But all credit to Hefty, mate. He is down into those 34s or 36s, and he is flexing all the way up and down that fairway, mate. He is fucking ripping it out there. Dude. He's just got to be hot that there's no Georgia Sheilas walking up and down where he can really squeeze that ass <laughs> this week, mate. That's that's where I'm at with Hefty. <laughs> that is the truth, man. He, he does look good. He did lean out. He does get credit for that. I'm not sure if it was the coffee elixir or what that shit was. I do love, though, Elk, that he he's out there playing the senior tour, which is fine because he can, and he's cashing easy checks. That's fine, too. But don't be running to the media and talking about how these events are helping you prep for the majors. I mean, come on, man. Elk, tell me that these easy, short tracks and him taking Jack off a bunch of old dudes, is that in any way getting him ready for this week? There's not a fucking chance, mate. He's out there just smashing it out on the Champions Tour. He's playing against guys like Doug Barron. Fucking Bernard Langer, who's an animal, he's 60-something years old. Give me a break. (laughs) Pat Perez saved me last week. He's like, Jesus Christ. He said, I can't get enough of Phil. This is fucking better than the Kardashians, this guy coming back, telling me he's getting ready for the Masters by playing, you know, on the fucking Champions Tour. Come on, That is so good. That is so good. Selling coffee. Where's the long shirt? Where's the two drivers? Remember that gig? That remember that fucking scam? Oh, hell yes. We had two drivers in the bag. Remember that? Hey, do you remember that scam? Yeah, I remember that scam. <laughs> Just like I remember the long businessman shirt as well. I remember it all. Man, he's hefty. You can't forget it. So, Elk, let me ask you, if this were a normal year and not a COVID year, man, you'd roll out your motorhome, the big show, you'd post up at Augusta, you'd do your thing, but it is a COVID year, so you're going to be at home this time. Break it down for me. What is your setup going to look like on Sunday? Are you going to watch with Sam? Are there multiple TV TVs? Is the bourbon flowing? What's it going to look like at the Elk House? Well, you know, we have a tendency, we don't flow here too heavy until after the golf, because there's no good playing drinking while you play golf or actually watching it in our house because mate, it means too much to us. So never Elks have never seen me have a drink on a golf course, but of course we'll be watching it. We'll be playing our game. You noted earlier, we'll be playing some of our one day games, which we have a great game on Sunday called closing day. You can pick any four golfers you want and you take those four that you want and you put their score together and that's who wins the game we do the same on saturday called moving day so we've got some very cool golf games that we play but we'll be watching that it's a peer on peer game this is not like DraftKings where you put your name in with fifty thousand other people this is you play with your friends you text your friends like i'm 
giving you shit if I see who you picked and you look you pick Hefty and he made a double on 13 because he fucking sliced that third driver in his bag over in the, in the fucking heavy muff over in the left and went in after it and chopped up the muff a couple of times. Is that is that like the fifth muff I've got in, by the at way? At least. I've, at least. Yeah. What, what's the bet? What's the bet on the app for the over and under on muff references? Because I think you've exceeded <laughs> I, it. Someone's getting paid I on that. I had a couple of guys at the golf today told me that I was on the show with you today and they, you know, it's so funny listening to some of the stuff that you and I have talked about on this show. And I even laugh my ass off when I think of some of, you know, some of the stories that we've told one another on this show. And people were talking to me about Monty being when you did the tour stop at Minimaid and I dressed up as fucking Mrs. Doubtfire and, you know, hit balls down, raining down on your parade. And, you know, we've had so much fun, you know, Monty when he was at uh, Wentworth and fucking Tommy Smothers when he was out there when Tiger was trying to hit the three woods of the green. He's up there doing fucking round the moon and walk the fucking dog. And here comes the big cat ready to just smash a 280-yard fucking three woods through the fucking fog onto the green. And Johnny fucking yo-yo guys up there spinning the wheels. I'm getting these people coming up to me and tell me all this stuff. And I see cat, that thing, mate, that I see cat lasted probably the longest for reference. You know, when my missus and I were at the Wolf bout and all the Sheilas are coming down that glass staircase and none of them are wearing underpants, mate. I mean, it's like the tour now, Jimmy. Everyone out on tour now shaves everything but their face. I mean, fucking all we did was shave our face. Now they shave everything but their face. I mean, where are we? 2020 oh my god elk where are we is right like that stuff i see cat mate is never going away that thing's been around for years and years and years and probably always will be tommy smothers mate he, he was so pissed he was so pissed i mean how great Hold was that out. back in the day well, back in the day, Elk, that you and I could have these conversations and then a guy like that would call up and he just he could barely get that shit out he was so pissed he was so pissed he was mad at me because I stole his thunder, which wasn't any thunder. They just wanted to look past him to see who was coming in. They wanted the cat. He didn't have any real. He didn't realize. Fucking hell! Come on, come on, man! Come on, man! So, Elk, I want you to walk this back. I don't want to gloss over this. For those those who know, know, and they'll already be down. But there might be people listening right now that don't understand exactly what we're talking about. I want you to lay out the legendary secret golf app now you know the clones as well as anybody they want to get down they're degenerates you're here to give the people what they want and you're going to run it back talk to me about some of these games where do they go what do they get how does it look yep so we have a lot of games jim and you know it's a gaming app i have i've been very lucky in my career where i have a relationship with 33 tour players so you can go the you can go to the app store and download sg tour so it's secret golf tour sg tour app register Get your PayPal set up, and then you can go to a public games forum in there. So press on public games, and you'll see a game in there. I made a game called, just for this for this podcast, called Elk's Big Masters Game. $10 game. You pick four players. We have a tour payout. We pay the same as the tour does. 18% goes to the winner, and everybody who plays gets a little money. So you may lay down 10, and you may, if you come last, you may win fucking 50 cents. I don't know. But it's nice because you're in your own group gym. And, of course, we have flyovers. We have 3D flyovers in our app. So if you're watching the golf and you want to see what fucking Bryson's going to do on the next hole, mate, you can hit number two and see what's coming up. Uh, we have interviews with our players like Landry and Leishman. They're in the app. So it's, I'm all about, Jim, I'm all about fan engagement. I believe that the golfer, 
He goes out and plays for a little cash like your boy Hawk. Uh, I'm, I want to bring the same behavior right under the phone. I don't want to go bet 50,000 people in the bank. I want to play against my boys. I want to talk to them. I want to fucking text with them when I'm playing the game. That's SG Tour. Elk, what about you? Now, can they engage with you directly? Can they talk shit with you directly? Can they find they you? They will be able to talk shit directly with me on text message in about two weeks. We've just turned it back on. And, of course, the, the biggest feature that everybody wants is live texting in the game, which is – and I've done about – I've drawn about 100 different emojis, Jim, with, you know, as you can imagine, only <laughs> I could draw. So – you know, you're going to have your finger on these emojis. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. People really, um, it's been a, it's been nice for me, Jim, to see how much how much fun that people can have when they're just they're watching the golf and they can look at the golf, hear more from the tour players, and fucking have fun with it. That's what it's for. Elk, is it still for Apple users only at this point? It is currently because 95% of all of our gamers are on on the iPhone. So. Um, until that changes, we, we'd like to add, we would love to add that because my son Sam um, is on the Samsung, so he can't. He has to go to the iPad. But if you've got iPad, you can pull it there too, mate. So, Elk, why is Sam on the Samsung? Oh, mate, can't get him off it. Loves it. Huh. Loves it. I got it. All right, that's good. Sam's in the workforce, mate. He's out of school, graduated, couldn't wait to get a job. I can work him for Crane Safety, doing uh, Jim Crane, of course, who owns the uh houston astros dirty word on your coast but he's a great friend of our family and, and he works in, in his safety company so for now so sam's in the workforce he's having a ball i was gonna say what's and, he doing uh, what's he doing how is he uh, they sell uh you know they, they sell all the ppe they sell all the fire extinguishers. he's got his own little van he's running around town mate stocking up everybody and all their gear and you know it's good to see the young kids get out and, and uh, make a dollar mate good i'm glad to see it so what did you make of the dodgers winning it all this year Made the Dodgers, you know, I don't have the hate that the Dodgers have for the Astros. I really dig the baseball. And it's because the, we didn't Dodgers cheat. Is. You guys did. Yeah, I know. Um, well, <laughs> as you've said on this program many times, mate, I hate to quote you on the fucking reverse engineer here, but you said if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So I'm going to use and that And on it's you only right now. cheating if you get caught, and they did. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. And um, But, mate, you guys were too tough, too deep. Fuck, too deep. you got a lot of hair over there, you know. I told PP, I said, you could play for them. PP was staying with me last week. You could play for them, PP. <laughs> PP's the best, man. How is Pat? He's great. He's got his two-year-old. Um, you know, these guys are talking about, you know, Bryson winning 10, 12 tournaments a year if you think they're not in their head. Pat, of course, is smart enough to know he's 42 years old, knows that he can't do anything that Bryson can so they start to focus on their putting. They, they have to realize now that there's been tournaments taken off the board, mate, across the course of the 50 events or 40 events, whatever they play now. Will Bryson take eight a year? Could he take seven? He's the only guy that's come along in a long time that could do that. Uh, the other guys will be taking there. So PP, the writing is on the wall. They need to, get, they need to change their thinking. They've got to play. They can't hit it like him. They're not going to be able to. So they've got to get precision orientated from here on in. They've got to be able to fucking putt good. Man, that is That's amazing. Sure. That is amazing, Elk. That is one of the all-time great Elk conversations and analysis. And understand, Elk, the silver rubber donga for being the first ever three-time podcast guest is in the mail. Look for that. <laughs> yeah, mate. I love it. It's good. That was another That was another thing, mate. The Wizinator, they're still around, I hear. Not that I'd know it. 
Somebody's got one, man. Somebody's got one. Somebody's no got to use it. Somebody's got to beat that rap. Dude, that, that, that fake urine is not going to carry itself, man. It's got to go somewhere. Elk, really quickly, one last shout-out to the clones. If they want to partake this weekend, where do they go for the secret golf games and the app? Yeah, go to the Apple Store. SG Tour is the name of the app. Go in, register. You'll have to have a PayPal to play this week. Go into public games, press the button, and you'll see the Elks Big Jungle game. Hawks in there. All the half the clones are already in there. Uh, we're expecting probably a couple hundred to play this game, so it's going to be a nice purse. There might be four or five hundred in for the winner, and everybody gets a little action, and everybody's going to be able to talk a little shit to one another. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. That's what's there. Games, That's it? what is there for Elk. You are still the king, mate. Great job, Elk. Really appreciate the preview. It is a tradition unlike any other. You crushed it as always. Have an amazing week, Elk, and I know we'll do it again soon. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, Jimmy. Paid for by Nitsa. Quote, I'm not going very far. Or, I'm in a rush. Or, it's too uncomfortable. Or, sometimes I just forget. Listen, do not kid yourself. There is no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you've used any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or even death. In 2018, nearly 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's 43% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of a vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis and use ride-sharing services too. Cops are on the lookout. They're writing tickets. Why would you take the risk? Seatbelts save lives. Do the smart thing. Buckle up every single trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Do I even have to say it? An enormous thanks to Elk for that. Absolutely, massively epic, but we all knew it would be. You want to know the best part? We're going to do it again. In about six months, because the Masters is on schedule for April of 2021. So that's a massive carrot to look forward to, and it'll be here in half the time that it normally takes. So go find Elk, hit him up on Twitter. He's at ElkPGA, at ElkPGA. He loves to interact with all of you on social. Let him know how much you loved what you just heard. And remember, I've got 150 other episodes, including two additional ones with Elk. Make sure you listen to them as well. And get subscribed while you're here so you don't miss anything else that we do in the future. I will be back next week with number 152. But until then, I've got a few voicemails for you. First new message. Jim Rowe, Mike from the 574. You had that one guy with the big head. And he said that he didn't have any trust in me in book. Go Irish. I like small heads. Message saved. Next message. Message deleted. Next message. What's up, Vince Mac? This is Nick in Chicago, and I wanted to tell you that I went to get my flu shot today, and the idiot doctor punctured my brachial artery. So because of that, I'm probably not going to be able to play in this football game I've got next Monday night. This should be okay, because I'll just get my buddy Mitch to fill in. But you think you can let Flight Deck know? I lost his number. Anyways, uh, oh, oh shit, I just tripped over my third leg, if you know what I mean, Jim. Message deleted. Next message. Van Smog. Kenny and Albany. I just want to say, Gromy, you rock, man. There's no other fan base. There's nothing like it between the clones and the jungle. 
I came for the bison daylight jokes and I'm staying for the bum smack. Thanks for the volume late. Message deleted. Next message. Jim Rome, Matthew in Indiana. Listen, man, good podcast with Darius Butler, but I do have one beef with him. He drinks Woodford Reserve. I mean, Woodford is shite, Darius. Come on, man. You got all that money? You could buy a bottle of Buffalo Trace, save yourself 10 bucks, and get better whiskey, or get a bottle of Evan Williams Single Barrel. I mean, at least it's been aged for longer than three years. Like, Woodford. Woodford is gross, man. Step your game up, Darius. I'm out. Message deleted. Next message. Ben Smack. Mike at the Hacker Dome. I've heard the calling this week, Jim, and you know what it told me? That Josh Allen will pass, and he'll pass, and he'll pass, and he'll pass, and he'll pass. And for every Seahawk that stands against him, we'll hear the sound of victory, Jim. The sound of victory. The sound of victory. The sound of victory. The sound of victory. And while we're at it, I just Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. Woo! Message saved. Next message. Grammy. What's up? It's Dr. Dave. Sorry if I left a message earlier with my kids screaming in the background. It's been kind of a weird day with everything with Trebek dying. That fucking sucks, man. I know Hawk and I talk about Jeopardy every now and then, but one of these days it definitely will happen that I get on the show. And I will call out all to the clones and tell you, fuck you, Vic, when I get on the show. Later. Message saved. Next message. Romaine, Justin and Melbourne, man. What's up with Dr. Flame? Er, Dr. Dave calling in one week to fanboy me on how great I am as a caller, and then the next week saying that I suck. The difference between me and you, Dr. Davis, I make my phone call one time, or it takes you about seven takes on the voicemail to get it right. And by the sounds of your calls, are you really a pediatrician? Because your calls sound more like chiropractic work. Message saved. You have no more messages.